these things already, but it's nice to recognize. It's nice to give honor. Thank you for that one, praise God. It's nice to give honor to whom honor is due. It's nice to celebrate, and I, again, just grateful to be in the house of the Lord today uh, with you. Uh, for those of you that know, my name is Brent Johnson, and so that it'll include the people that don't know. Uh, my, my wife, Bonnie, and I, we serve as missionaries, Assembly of God World Missions, International Ministries under Dr. Joanne Butrin, and I serve as the director of Jacob's Hope. We bring hope to Jewish people around the world, and uh, we just thank God for the privilege and the opportunity of doing that. And we thank God for a supporting church. Uh, I, you know, I love your pastor. I do. I don't get together with him very often, but when we do, we have a great time, and he always blesses me. And I thank God for the blessing that he is to so many people, this church. So I thank God that Pastor Barrett uh, had mentioned, thank you for releasing them to take a vacation and take a break. It's a busy season in the in the season of pastoring and getting ready for Easter and all of the things that come with leadership, those kinds of things, pastored for 20 years, so I'm sensitive to pastors. So bless them as much as you can. Bless them with all spiritual blessings. Handshakes filled with dead presidents in your hand. Amen? Bless them. Touch them. Do what you can. Support them. Lift them up. Pray for them. Amen. And for their family. And God will bless you for it because that's his, his way. That's his purpose and plan for the church and the gifts of pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets, apostles. God moving and working that way. Uh, at the end of the service, at the conclusion of the service, I'd like the prayer partners to uh, join me at the altar, but I just wanted to give you fair warning prior to that. So you prayer partners, you know who you are. So be ready. How many came here today needing a word from God? Signified by the uplifted hand. All in favor, say Desperately in need for a miracle. Now, for some reason, on several occasions, it was said that I was going to do a great job or that we were going to do a great job. And, and I know what you mean. I, and, and I appreciate that. But I'll tell you what, if God the Holy Ghost does not show up, if God in his word doesn't bring a word, to your heart, to your mind, and to your spirit, it, we're just marking time. I, I appreciate the opportunity to have a list of things. I mean, we busted those things out. I mean, un categorically, undeniably, we are organized this morning. So organized that the highlighted sheet and my responsibilities that I have for this service, I left there. But I can see the highlights from here. And now we have the highlight reels in live color. I guess we're live streaming, whatever that means. We'll stream. We'll keep streaming. How many of you want God to stream today? I want to speak to you this morning about hearing God, choosing divine clarity over worldly prattle. 
I know we don't get to use that theological term very often, but I thought today, because of, because of what the Lord is ministering to in this hour of darkness, because there are so many things that are taking place on the planet today, all around us, spiritually, physically, economically, socially, governance, governance of nations, our own nation, other nations, wars, rumors of wars, famine, pestilence, earthquakes, grasshoppers, plagues, these these kinds of uplifting things that are taking place, the governance of things, even in the religious world, the governance of things, changing rapidly, the landscape of this earth is changing under demonic sway and influences. And today, more than any other day, and you could say it tomorrow, and you could say it the day after and the day after that, more than ever today, we need to hear a word of God. We need to hear the voice of the Lord. Our hearing needs to be touched and challenged and changed and transformed. We need to hear. We need that Issachar anointing to know what we should do. The church. The body of Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, needs to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in this hour. You know why? Because other people are watching and looking for someone that has an answer, that has a purpose, that has a direction, that has a hope, that has a faith, that will continue in our own minds, in our journey of faith. God has not forsaken us. In our seasons of loss and grief and anxieties and fears, God still superintends. The enemy is powerful. The God of this world and the prince and the power of the air is working. But the God, the sovereign of all the universe, is still large and in charge. He still makes ways where there doesn't seem to be a way. He's still moving by his spirit in this hour. I pray that he would awaken our hearing this morning. Hearing God. Choosing divine clarity over worldly prattle. If I never say prattle again, it'll be too soon. God wants to bring us into a new level of God-ordained hearing and clarity that produces a hope and a prophetic calling to the body of Messiah in this hour. You say, I have nothing to do with prophetic. You know what? I just, I just showed up for church at 10 o'clock, okay? You know, I just do this. I just do this on a regular basis. We come to Oak Grove. I sit down. We take the offering. We hear the songs. We sing. We go home and we have lunch. Really? Well, it's a new day. It's the first day of spring. It has sprung. The time has changed, and we're ready. Mostly ready. I I thought that we would start with a little Jewish liturgy. One of the most central prayers of Judaism, even before the time of Christ, and right at it, is called the Shema. He also quotes it, states it. It's the Jewish confession of faith, the Shema. 
Shema in Hebrew means hearing. Means hearing. Uh, uh, the uh, the Protestant confessions of, of faith would start out, we believe, we believe, we believe. In this, it's Shema, Israel, hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel. And it comes up, it's made up of uh, verses in Scripture from Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21, and Numbers 15, 15 through 41. And I thought today, if you're okay with it, I didn't check with Pastor Ron if we could do this, but I think it's still legal according to the Statement of Fundamental Truths. I think what I would have you to do is to stand with me, those that are able, if you can stand with me. And this, this is what we're going to do. This, this, is, this is done in the morning and evening prayers around the world by Jewish people, at home, in the synagogue, every day. Wake up in the morning when they go to sleep at night. This is one of the prayers that they say. It's longer, but this is just the first couple lines. So I'm going to have you face east. And although I'm directionally challenged, I'm still believing that east is this direction. No? Okay, I'm still believing. I'm still believing that east. I can see the sun reflecting off of Bear's car right now, there's a great light, and I'm not going to walk towards it, but there's a great light shining. So if, if you want, can you, can you just pew turn, short steps? And I want, want you to take your right hand and put it over your eyes. It'll help me with the glare. And I'm going to chant this, and then we'll read. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, Baruch Shem Kevod, Malkuto Leolam Turn back with me and let's take the transliteration in the English. You ready? With me. Out loud your home voice. You can you can put your salute down. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. Amen. You did very well. You may be seated. The luminaries, the sages of Israel, say that we put our hand over our eyes as we say the Shema in order to prevent distractions from anything else. Our whole central attention and focus is upon hearing. Hearing. He gave us a lot of senses, five senses, but hearing seems to be key throughout the scriptures. No distractions. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's a sweet-smelling fragrance. And yet hearing, hearing, 
hearing is a priority. We want to couple this with faith this morning. We want to couple this with faith this morning. Because the Bible indicates that when the Lord returns, the Bible says, will he find faith on the earth? He doesn't state, will I, will I find love? Will I find grace? Will I find mercy? Will I find hope? Will I find shalom? Those things are all needful. Those things are all wonderful. But the one priority that he mentions in the word of the Lord is faith. Will he find faith on the earth? I tell you this morning that I prayed over you and I declared a faith, a saving faith, a healing faith, a delivering faith. A hearing faith over you, O Grove, today, in this hour, in this, in this moment. God, thank you for giving me this moment in my life. Father, I had to participate. It was powerful. It was pure. Uh, turn with me to Deuteronomy uh, 6. Deut 6, it's the last book of the Torah, the first five books, or for the Greek speakers, Pentateuch, uh, Deuteronomy 6. I just want to prove that they actually do take these things from the Bible. The Jewish people, God's people, chosen. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, beginning at verse 4. I mean, this is what it says right here, bless you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is, is one. And when we, when we read the word echad in Hebrew, uh, I know that a, a lot of the Protestants, the evangelicals, get hung up on the Trinity, but you, hold, you saw it in the immersion. So echad in Hebrew is a compound unity. So they they do have that understanding. They just don't always want to admit it all the time. Messianic believers do. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. These words, these words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Again, being on the lips, the Shema on the lips of Jewish people as they awaken, as they sleep. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets on your forehead, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And again, how many of you have been to Israel and been to the Western Wall and observed Jewish people? Uh, they, they wrap tefillin. They wrap it around their arms. There's also uh, a box, a miter box between their eyes, and they pray Jewish people. This is where they get this from. This is where this comes from. This is the command of the Lord. Talking about the Shema within the Scriptures in their minds, on their arms. There's, a, there's different meanings, healings. Uh, things that are taking place there that I'm not going to go into, but I just want you to realize a focused attention upon hearing, oh God, 
Hear, O Oak Grove, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He knew our faith to believe it and to receive it. Pastor Brent, we know this. We've been in church. Hello. Then let's live like it. Let's hear like it. Let's walk like it. Let's rise up that way. Let's lay down that way. Let's see the manifest presence of God, not just in the house, not just at these altars, but when we're out and about. People are longing to be led. They need godly influence and godly leadership, and that's you. Amen. Raise your hand. That's, that's you. That's all of us. That's all of, that's me. That's you. We have a treasure in these earthen vessels that we need to share and make people rich with grace, rich with the things of God, rich with the things of heaven. The treasure chest is open. There's an open heaven and you and I have full access and are released to get that. In fact, I release you to do this. That was encouraging. I release you to do this today, tomorrow, and in the days ahead because I wished I could say that it's going to get better. It's going to get brighter. Praise God. I think it might get a little degree by degree because sin abounds. The love of many is going to wax older and older. So it'll get a little bad and maybe a lot bad, and then all of a sudden it's going to get glorious. I pulled away quick to see that. So, first of all, note takers, hearing and fearing. Again, hearing God, choosing divine clarity over worldly, I'm going to say it one more time, crap. Hearing and fearing. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many umpteen times have you heard that verse? But dear hearts, I love you. And I say this to me as much as I'm saying it to you. We need to start being better faithers. We need to start faithing. It's a verb. Start faithing and stop fearing. Some others just say, stop. Stop fearing. Let the love of God fill your hearts and soul, and there won't be any room for fear. Start faith. And so then faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? Heroes. Hero grow. The Lord our God. Hear him. Hear what his word declares, has declared. From eternity past to eternity future, what his word has already declared. His promises are yes and amen to them that believe. Be a believing people of God. Amen. Do it today. Uh, turn with me to 1 Kings 19. I just want to give you just one example of fearing. And this has to do with Elijah. 1 Kings 
And I, and I do promise that I, I, I will get to the New Testament today. I'm just not going to preach all of it. But I, I thought that I just want you to know that there's still life in the book. Amen? In, in the first 39. Quite a bit of material. First uh, Kings uh, 19, beginning at verse 9. Now let me set the stage. E- Elijah came against the prophets of Baal. And Israel was off in idolatry. 400 servants went around and they were building his altar to Baal and he never answered. He said, scream louder. They cut themselves to scream louder. Pour water on the sacrifices. Mark 12 stones out. Elijah prays. Dear Father. And so God just happens to answer by fire this time. And he's, and it, it says he licks up the dust, the water, the stones, the sacrifice, everything. Capital punishment was a little bit uh, prominent in those days, and so they took care of the uh, 400 prophets of Baal. Miss Jezebel, maybe I shouldn't even say that. Uh, Jezebel came out and said, the way that these guys die, you're going to die. Now. What does Elijah do? He stands fast. I serve the living God. No, no, he runs. He runs. And we find him here at verse 9 of 19. Aren't you glad you brought your Bible? It says, Then he came to there to a cave and lodged there, and behold, the, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I've been very zealous for the Lord and the God of hosts, for the sons of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. So he said, go forth and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord was passing by. And a great and strong wind was rending the mountains and breaking in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of a gentle blowing, or that still small voice activity of God. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, a voice came to him and said, What are you doing? The father loves us so much. He loves Elijah. Elijah was the premier prophet of Israel. You know, he showed up on the scene with Jesus, you know, him and Moses. that, That level. That guy. He just saw God come down with fire. He just saw the victorious overcoming power of God. And yet he's running from this lady. Start faithing and stop fearing. Notice God didn't just shut him down. Say, you're worthless to me. No, no. 
He loved him. But he demonstrated his power in winds and earthquakes and the breaking of rocks and fire. And he checked off the order of service for Elijah and then he said, My son, what are you doing in this place? And and I don't know, maybe there are some of you that are here today and, and you've run but you can't hide. Now, you may not be a cave dweller, but you might be in a place today where you're finding that faith has become stronger. Your fear has become stronger than your faith. And I'm here to tell you today that God wants to reverse the curse. He he wants to change us. He wants to change you. He wants to change me and say, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm doing here, Lord. Of course, you already know the answer. I'm afraid. She said she's going to kill me. A lot of people are gone. In fact, I feel all alone. God would later tell him, you know what? I I have just a few thousand, 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee yet to bow, and they won't. They're my blood-bought children. So I'm here to encourage you today. God wants to perfect his love in us to us, through us, and for us, because he loves you. He loved Elijah. He is the God that changes not. Today, friends, today let your hearing be quickened. Let your faith come alive, ignited by the word of the Lord once again to say, you know what? Lord, I'm going to go back. And he had some anointings and callings that he wanted Elijah to do, and he wanted to transfer it to the next generation So he did. He laid the mantle upon his other brother cousin, uh, Elisha. You know, they had to make, God had to make it close. Elisha. All of these things happened. This anointing, the callings of kings, and the next generation that would receive the mantle of of faithing and hearing and working by God's grace. And, And Elisha did get that double portion of anointing that he called for in the miracles that are recorded in the Word of God. Aren't you glad? Today, today he is for you and with you. A new level, secondly, a new level of hearing, understanding, and obedience. By faith, by faith. Jesus uh, and the Shema. Uh, Turn with me to Mark 12. Mark 12. I just want to now make a transition from the older covenant or the Tanakh to the newer covenant, the New Testament. Mark chapter 12. But let me, let me just read something very quickly to you regarding, regarding this Shema and its effect on Jewish life. All of these, many of you are familiar with fringes, the zitzi, on the corners, corners of prayer shawl, the zitzi, the corners on the tassels of Jewish people that you see around town, around Israel, not so much in this town, but um, I can remember Rabbi Jeff Friedman and I were in uh, Walmart, and he is the one who founded Jacob's Hope. We were in Walmart once, and he, he, wears, he wears zitzi, and he wears kippah, as a sign of being under the authority of the Lord. And we were in Walmart, 
we were doing some shopping together. And a gentleman walked by him, and he said, you need to get out of here, you Arab. He was serious. This, this was somebody that lives south of town. But, but it was pointed. He had no idea who he was talking to or, or, or what it was. I'm just saying that these kinds of things we need to be sensitive to and have this awareness of what is taking place. Uh, so there's Zitzi. Uh, there is the Tefelin that I mentioned earlier. And then the mezuzah. You see, uh, we have them in our office. The mezuzah, you see them in Israel on the doorpost wherever you enter. It's the Shema. It's a little scroll that's rolled up inside mezuzah. And they fasten it to the doorpost. When you go out and when you come in, the word of the Lord on your mind, in your place, in your presence. Uh, it says, a former chief rabbi in Israel, Israel Mile Lau, has repeatedly told the story of how many Jewish children were hidden in Christian orphanages during the Holocaust. When they searched for the Jewish children after the war, it often was difficult to find and separate Jewish youth among the Christian orphans. But Rabbi Lau said it was enough just to start proclaiming Shema. Israel. The Jewish children would instinctively reply with Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Many of these rescued Jewish children are still alive in Israel today. This is how prominent this is on the hearts and lives of Jewish people. And I say this to you, they need to know Jesus as their Messiah. And this is what Jacob's hope encourages and tries to do through Myriad of ways through training and training and teaching and uh, compassion ministries, avenues and on ramps to see the love of Messiah expressed to them in a variety of different ways, a, a variety of different means. And God is, we are seeing Jewish people come to faith around the world more so now. The missiologists tell us that more Jewish people are coming to faith in the last decades than in the last 2,000 years by His Spirit. Shema! Jewish people hear what the Lord is saying today. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an exciting time. It's a challenging time, and God is with us and for us. Mark 12, verse 28. One of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognizing that he had answered them well, meaning Jesus, asked him, what commandment is the foremost of all? And Jesus answered, the foremost is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Right, teacher, you have truly stated that he is one, and there is no one else besides him. And to love him with all of a heart, with all understanding, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as himself is much more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. 
When Jesus saw that he had answered intelligently, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one would venture to ask him any more questions. In other words, it's not a matter of questions. It was a matter of knowing tradition and custom of the Jewish people. Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach, his Hebrew name, Yeshua, which means salvation, knew about these things, was aware of the prayer of the Shema among Israel, among the Jewish people. He stated these things plainly and clearly to those that would question, to those that were interested, to those that were curious. We need to become curious again. We've become dull in our hearing. We've become rote in our understanding. We've become, come in, sit down, boom, 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 boom. boom. We want encounters with the living God today. He's an on-time God. He's a right-now God. In fact, I made a note right now. He is an on-time God. Can we pause right here just for a moment? Because I don't want to forget this. We're working with Jewish congregations, Messianic leaders in Ukraine. Our super, general superintendent the other day, a couple of weeks ago, came out and said, would you pray for Ukraine? Can we pray for them right now? Abba, agree with me. Abba, Father, right now. Father, there are struggles. There are challenges right now. There is war in the land of Ukraine, Father. We're asking that greater is he that's in us and in them than he that's in the world. We're asking you to push back the darkness, push back the evil one, push back the demonic invasion, O God, and bring relief, bring deliverance to the Ukrainian people, Father. When it all seems impossible, Nothing is impossible with you, O oh God. So we claim divine protection. Father, those that are coming to faith in this hour there, Father, seal it to their hearts, to their lives, and to their minds. Let them hear the word of faith, the word of the Lord. Let people come to faith. Let divine protection show up. Let there be the miraculous manifestation of the living God. And show those who walk in darkness your marvelous protective light and might in the strong name of Jesus. Numerous times in the gospel and in the book of Revelation, you hear God and you hear Jesus use the term. He that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Pastor Ron told me the other day at lunch, said he gave us only one mouth, but he gave us two ears. You know, he clarifies things like this. Hallelujah. He done it to you too, so I I just want to let you know I'm in on it, you know. So we have two ears. There's there's a reason for that because we have two ears, one mouth. So sometimes we just need to, and we need to hear. We need to listen. Amen. Jesus said regarding himself at the inauguration of his ministry, teaching at his own hometown synagogue in Capernaum. You've been there, right, next to Peter's house and the synagogue. Well, when you go, and if you don't go before he comes, when he does come, you'll get the master tour. You won't, it won't cost you $4,500, and you'll, you, you, you won't even have to stay at King David Hotel. You can just, you know, travel, and it'll be great. You'll love it. 
It'll be the best tour you've ever had. And I want to see you there. Amen? So Luke 4.21, he said to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your ears. Or my margin said, in your hearing. In your hearing. In your ears. He talked about being anointed of God. He's at the synagogue. He opens the book of Isaiah. The Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel. Set the captives free. To loose those that are bound. To heal the brokenhearted. This is what he does. This is what he did. This is what he's doing. Thank you for that one. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. That's who he is. That's what he does. And that's what he wants to do in all of our hearts, in all of our lives. This is both physical and spiritual. And I'm longing to hear his voice. In fact, I've wanted to hear his voice today as I'm sharing with you and I'm trying to get this out today. You could have shot me out of a cannon today. Uh, It's been a while since I've had an opportunity. I was in Ethiopia at the end of January sharing and teaching at the Bible school on Jewish-Christian relations and, and preaching the Word of God. And it's exciting. No matter where you go, the Spirit and the presence of the Lord, I don't care. They, they, they were speaking in tongues, and when they speak in Maharic, I just speak in the Spirit. Amen. So they think that I'm singing with them. Amen. And you know, it works. But I can worship the Lord and praise Him and magnify His name. You and I can do the same thing. We know we don't have any English words left. Sing in the Spirit. Okay. Sing in the Spirit. We're still almost a Pentecostal music. Can you do something with me again? I know that this has been full of all kinds of Pentecostal calisthenics. Can you do one more thing for me today, at least one more? Can you put your hands on? We're going to lay hands on our ears. And we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to pray. Begin to pray, God, melt the wax from my hearing. Father, remove the worldly prattle. There it is again. Remove it. Melt the wax. I can't be the only one praying. You've got to pray. Just hear yourself praying. And hear the voice of God. Lord. Melt the wax, melt the wax, melt the wax of the world off of my ears, out of my ears. Melt it, Lord. Let the heat of your word and the heat of the Spirit, right now, by faith, I'm asking you, Lord, to heal my hearing. Let my hearing be healed. Let me start faithing and believing. Let me start verbing and quit nouning long enough, Father. To hear your still small voice, Father. Remove the fear. Let faith arise. Remove the wax that I can hear your voice once again. How long has it been, oh God, since we truly heard you speak? How long has it been since we've truly heard your voice in your word and by your spirit and in our hearts and minds? Hear, O Oak Grove, the Lord, the Lord our God is the one. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, do it again.
Lastly, number three, restore our hearing. Renew our faith in your voice. Bring clarity once again to your people. Bring clarity to your people. Jesus said they see with their eyes and they hear with their ears, but their heart is far from me. Jesus was in between two thieves. The Bible says that these thieves, the Romans, the religious leaders of the day, abused Jesus, insulted Jesus. Let him come down. He said he would die and raise up again. He said he would tear down the temple and raise it up in three days. If he can do that, let him come down now and we'll believe. They wagged their heads, mocking the way he was writhing and wringing in pain. But one thief stopped long enough to actually hear what Jesus was saying. The other one heard and said, save us and save yourself. What are you waiting for? Mock Jesus. But there was one that heard him. A lot of people were hearing and listening that day, but there was one that heard him. I mean truly heard him. And he said, Lord, he made the confession to the thief. He said, this man's done nothing. We, we are rightly judged and paying the penalty, but he's done nothing. He heard Jesus today. Remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me. And Jesus lovingly looked at him in his own pain and in his own anguish and said, today you'll be with me. Today, I'd read it to you, but we're going. Today, you shall be with me. Today. God's today is today. It was today 2,000 years ago. It's today now in 2022. Hear the voice of the Lord. Let a hearing, a divine anointing of hearing come over your ears, come over your heart, come over your mind once again and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, whether it's in revelation to the churches or whether it's to individuals in the Gospels, Jesus said, hear. He that hath ears, let him hear. Ancient Israel in the book of Hebrews, it says that the word that was spoken to them, they failed to mingle in faith. So they could not enter into the promises. And this is what God wants, I believe, from us today. He wants us to mingle our faith with our hearing these words today. And the promises of the Father. A saving faith. A delivering faith. A healing faith. An infilling faith. Whatever that looks like today, you must believe to receive. All he has promised now and in the coming days and weeks and months. Let it be Lord Jesus now. Fulfill it. Fulfill it in our hearing. Fulfill it in our hearts and minds today. Let it be so. Last, last scripture. Last scripture. Just a, just a, just a quick prophetic word. For Oak Grove Assembly of God. 2 Kings 20, 
2 Kings 20. You're familiar with this. And as I read this, prayer partners, would you come down? Just make your way down and just spread out across the altar. I'm going to just read this. 2 Kings 20. In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Hear me, O grove. Hear me, people of God. Hear me, people that aren't in relationship with Jesus. Hear me today. Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order. Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall, Hezekiah, and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech you, how I have walked before you in truth and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. He was broken by the word that came forth. By what he heard from the prophet, he was broken, and he began to pray to his God. Before Isaiah had gone out of the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Turn back, return, and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of your father David, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Two groups of people, maybe three. There's a group that is hearing this for the first time. In fact, Father, who loves you, who cares deeply for you, is giving you a warning, is awakening you to get your house in order. And those of you that do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, He is saying, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. I've given you a measure of faith. It's been ignited and sparked in this service for a moment like this special moment in your life. Hear what the word of the Lord is saying to you today. Set your house in order. The second group of people, God has been admonishing. God lovingly has nudged you and given you words throughout these last months. And he's finally to that point of saying, set your house in order because I'm coming to bring healing to you. I'm going to confirm. I'm going to confirm my word of faith. I'm going to confirm my word of healing. I'm going to confirm my word of restoration to you. It is coming. It is on the way. Set your house in order, for I am coming. I have heard your prayers. I have seen your tears. I will awaken faith to believe the God of the impossible. Hear what the word of the Lord is saying to you today. Set your house in order. Believe God for the miraculous today. Believe God for the impossible today, because Our impossibilities are His opportunities to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine or think to even ask our God today. Let it be released by faith in your hearts and in your minds today. Would you stand?